Hello, friends. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is certified professional life coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 62. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. So today, I have kind of a surprise episode planned for everyone. It should be fun. So this is my wife, Hannah, who was actually on one of our first episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. One of our... Poor things. (laughs) She's always like, no, I'll never go on the podcast. I'm so bad. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel like... Evan is telling me to be exactly how far away from the microphone. So anyway, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing and how to do this. But um, let's just say that I there was a lot of editing in the episode I was in because I helped edit. <laughs> so I took out a lot of the stupid things that I said. So we'll see what happens in this one. But now I'm editing, so I get to keep them all in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so yeah. We, so it's actually our date night tonight. And so Hannah was like, we should do, we, we, you know, we've been talking about doing this episode and she's like, let's do it for date night. And so we've got our kids, two of them are asleep in the other room and little baby Anders is asleep. Well, he's not quite asleep, but he's been a little bit sick. So I'm trying to bounce him with my foot while we do this if you hear some whimpering or you know the rocking chair anyway we're just having a party date night date night yeah date night when you have three kids i guess it's it's a real fun (laughs) thing it's a game changer going to three yeah for sure so today our topic that we're discussing is some of the things that we have gained from coaching i know that i've talked about that before and um and specifically thought work and mindfulness. And so I've talked about some of the benefits that I've gained from it, but I thought it'd be fun for you guys to hear from somebody else as well. And so Hannah has also um, worked with a coach and now she's married to a coach, bless her heart. So like every second of the day, she's... We're talking about (laughs) mental practice and... We, we do, yeah, we do actually talk about it a lot, but I don't coach her unless she asks for it. No, that's true. He doesn't. <laughs> no. He can turn it off, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> but we do talk about it a lot because it's... We just, um, we love behavioral psychology. We yeah. We just like to delve into why humans do what they do. And why we feel the way we do. And, you know, when we're dealing with hard things, which obviously we do with our kids every day, with work or whatever, you know, it's really nice to have this common lens that we can think about why we're feeling the way that we're feeling or what we're going through. 
it's been really awesome. Yeah, no, it's been fascinating. And I feel like you, like both of us have usually, like it's, this isn't a new thing. This is something that we've had for a really long time. Like for you, I feel like it was manifested in education and how you teach people and how to be an effective teacher. And educational psychology, Mm -hmm. reading all the Alfie Cohn and um, Howard Gardner and so many others. Yes. And then for me, I've just always been interested in the brain itself and how we can trick the brain and how we can... um, like and why we do certain things because of the brain. So it's it's something that we're both we both have been very interested in, which is why I think we talk about it so much. Yeah. And why it's had such a big lasting effect in my life because I believe it. Right. Because I like, you know, at first it was a, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, okay, I don't really know about this. About thought work specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was too. Yeah. Yeah, like you talk about the model on your podcast, and I remember being like. Okay, so I need to plug in my thoughts or my feelings and then my thoughts and then, you know. How your thoughts create your feelings. Yes, and I'm just like, so I have to go to a worksheet every single time I feel something? Like, this is not sustainable. But then you're like, but is my life sustainable if I don't do this? (laughs) Yeah, once you get to a certain point. And it's crazy because at first it just feels like you're like you're starting to ride a bike. It just feels like it's really hard. Right. And And it it doesn't feel like I I can just like kind of have it naturally happen. But once you're able to make the transition from like, oh, this is my feeling and I can now translate it into a thought like and that thought has all of these logical fallacies. Like this is how I'm lying to myself with this thought. Like this thought is not truth. That's the biggest step. And then I feel like the other ones come pretty quickly. Yeah. And then the more you practice it, like you don't actually have to sit down and write it out every time. Like if you're stuck on something, it's so helpful. And there's lots of different ways you can do it. You know, there's the work with Byron Katie, the model. There's all these different things that you can, you know, exercises that you can do. But Mm -hmm. the more you do it, you can kind of just see the fallacies and the lies you're telling yourself. And and I do have to say, like, for me, I mean, I had to do the worksheet at first, but, like, I really did need a coach to get me to, like, understand the model and how to use it. Like, I mean, it just feels like someone's standing there next to the bike as a kid and they're running with you and helping you to know what it feels like when you're balanced. Like, I just feel like I, I needed a coach to help me to find that. And I still continually need, like, I'm like, I'm going to go in. And you're actually going to start working with your coach again next yeah, week. Yeah, and I'm going to start working with her again. And it's because I just, I need that recentering. I need someone to kind of tell me some of the lies that I tell myself because I kind of forget what Well, yeah, because sometimes we're so good at telling ourselves the lies that we don't even realize they're lies. Well, and it's and it's interesting. I'm sure you'll agree with this. But when we were first married, it just felt like every, every conversation – um, or expectation I had for you was centered around my feelings. Like it was just like my hmm. feelings were the tell all. That is where the truth was. Okay. Like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, right. Don't you understand that? Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, this is a little bit personal, I'm sure, but like, I remember. Oh <laughs> no. How personal we going? <laughs> just like, you know, sometimes Hannah would say, Do you even love me? And it's kind of, so let, let's, let's start talking about relations. This is some benefits we've had in our relationship first. Sure, sure. We and, and then we'll talk, we also want to talk about like some of the benefits we've had. Um, personally, some of the career, uh, some of the career benefits we've had. 
But let's start here. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me tell you some things about Evan. Yeah, tell me. (laughs) No, yeah, we, this, and this has definitely gone for both of us. Our thought work from both of us has helped so much. But even if you do the thought work for yourself, you know, you're going to make so many strides in your relationship. But it's been even better to have both of us working on it. Yeah. But one example would be, like Hannah would say, do you even love me? Like, and she'd have ideas of, well, if you just did this and this and this, then like it would make me feel loved. And of course, if you listen to, you know, my podcast for a while, you know that trying to make someone feel loved doesn't really work because it's ultimately something that is happening in their brain. And so I remember trying to think, oh, okay, so she thinks that, if I would like kind of do this checklist of things, then maybe she'll f- like feel happier. She'll feel that we're in and a happy relationship. And let me just say a little something here, a little side note, is that Evan, it took him forever to even hold my hand, okay? Like <laughs> this guy was just, he was just so, he didn't want to overset boundaries. And so he was just very cautious. And so like and my love language is physical touch so it was just like all right like I had to kind of tell him like yo Evan like it's time to kiss me like you need to kiss me right Right. and And like his I love his mom but his mom gives like little pat hugs like tiny little cute sweet little hugs that I'm like like in my family it we are all in so it's just like we are very much physical touch so for me I was like oh he isn't giving me physical touch so that like that must equate to he does not love me, and it's it was fascinating because I feel like even when you did make that sh- switch to doing more physical touch, with small things, it was still like, but I still don't feel enough love from you. Exactly, I need to love myself, and it's like you're the only person I can, I can get that feeling through. Exactly. So she kind of thought that if I did these things, hi little Anders, he's coughing. Hey buddy. Kind of if I did this checklist of things, then she thought she would feel loved. And so even, but then even if I tried to do it, it didn't really work because in like in her brain, she had this story of maybe, I don't know exactly what the story is, but you know, it's just like stories that we all tell ourselves like, oh, maybe I'm not lovable or, you know, we kind of tell ourselves these silly things. Mm -hmm. And once you start to disprove those things and be like, oh, I am lovable, then all of a sudden it's like you're able to open up to each other a little more genuinely rather than like, well, here's my checklist of things. Like you need to do these things in order for me to feel this way. Yeah. Because ultimately if I'm trying to make her feel something, like I want her to feel like I love her. And the only reason I'm doing that (laughs) is because like in the old scenario, it's like, because she feels upset if I don't do it, then we're just kind of, manipulating exactly. each other like I wouldn't want that but like that's not uh, the kind of the form of love that I would actually want but I feel like nowadays I feel like we we don't have those ex- expectations for each other so we're kind of reaching out to each other more authentically mm-hmm. yeah no I agree with that I think that's one of the biggest things that mindfulness has given me is feeling like I'm finally in more control I feel like before it was almost like I was in a sailboat and it was just like, okay, well, like I'm kind of dependent on the wind here (laughs) and I can kind of steer it a little bit, but the wind is like, if the wind stops, like I stop. 
Right. And now I'm in a motorboat and I can just like, I'm a little bit more in control. (laughs) That's a cool analogy. Send myself in the direction that I want to send myself in. And it's like, I don't need someone else to help me know that I'm lovable in order to love myself. Yeah. So on the flip side, something for me was I was very sensitive. Like if Hannah was upset about something, I made it mean a lot about me and our relationship. Like even if she just was kind of like upset about me being late for, you know, something just like really small. I was like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't love me. Our relationship, this is not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would just, I would by believing those thoughts and practicing those thoughts, I caused myself a lot of stress. And then it, you know, because I believed that it caused me to not reach out in a very good way. Isn't it fascinating to feel like because of our independence with our thoughts and being able to stand on our own, we actually build more, built more like interdependence, right? Right. Like being able to, like trust each other more because we know that we have like our own backs. Like we have our own minds. Yeah. I don't need you to approve of me. Like if you're like, Hey Evan, you didn't do this. I'm not like, Oh my gosh, she doesn't love me. I'm just like, Oh, I wonder if she's telling the truth or sometimes like, Oh, maybe she's just upset about something and maybe it's not even a big deal, but it it can be either way. But I just, I don't make it mean anything about myself anymore. I'm just like, Oh, yeah, okay, Hannah, you know, has something that she wants to say. And on the flip side, you're like... Oh, maybe oh. Hannah is just a hormonal mess right now. I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let her cry in the corner. I'm just kidding. No, he's very kind. He does not. He, he's not like that at all. But, yeah, so we just... Anyway, it's been... It's really good. Well, like the other day, I kind of did a post on Instagram the other day about this, but... Um... I was just having a really hard time because I just had a baby. And so I like don't have my old body that I used to have and I'm a dancer. So that's a really big deal for me. Um, and as an artist, I think we understand that, like how, how much we really need our bodies in order to feel like we can really express ourselves. Yes. Opera singers too. Yeah. We all deal with this. So, um, I was just kind of, and then I had been stuck with the kids all day was the story I was telling myself. And I was just talking to Evan about this and I was just listing it off. And you'd think as a life coach, right, he's going to, he's expecting the, okay, well, let's work through this. What is the thought that is happening here? But he, it was so great. He was just so present. And the way that he showed up for me was he's, I was just like, I'm Evan, I'm so sorry. This is just so annoying that you have a wife who was just like complaining about all these things. And he was just like, I want you to know that I'm not afraid of any of your feelings. Mm. And I just like my heart, like the tightness around my heart just completely melted. It was just like, Oh, I'm so grateful that you aren't burdened by like my negative emotions or my negative feelings in this moment. And it probably gave you permission to realize that it that your emotions were okay for you too. Yes, exactly. And so you're like, like, okay, my my oh, feelings I'm are safe. okay. Like, yeah, I'm safe, and I can actually accept this emotion enough to let it pass. Because then, in that second that I allowed myself to feel that way, because I wasn't afraid that I shouldn't be feeling it, right? Like you weren't sitting there saying you shouldn't be feeling, you shouldn't be complaining about this. It was like, I'm not afraid of this, and you can tell me anything that you're feeling. Hmm. 
Like I felt safe enough to then accept what I was feeling. And then just like, it just melted away. Like it just passed through me. Right. And that's when suffering is only when we think that we shouldn't be feeling a certain something. Right. So that's why I have been suffering. I I shouldn't be feeling pain. So I'm going to make myself suffer over this pain shouldn't be happening to me. Yes. And then we make it really bad. Yes. And the only reason why, you know, I was able to like respond in the way that I did in that moment is because. And this was after a full day of work. Like you had come home from work. It was a long day. And we were sitting out on the front porch. So it, was, it wasn't like he was like refreshed after a long night of sleeping. <laughs> but the only reason I was able to do that is because I've done enough work in my own mind that I'm okay with my own feelings. You know, my feelings don't scare me. Yes. And Talking like, to yourself first. Like yeah. taking care of yourself. And so then you know how to take care of other people. If I wait, like I wake up in the morning and sometimes I feel really grumpy or I feel horrible and I'm not like oh no this means this day I'm spiraling into Mm -hmm. this you know I'm just I just wake up and think oh okay this is what I'm feeling I wonder what I'm thinking okay yeah well how am I gonna act moving forward and how can I take care of myself and do I need to believe those thoughts or maybe I do want to believe those thoughts and I all I'm just not afraid so then if somebody else is having feelings, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. Because mm. I don't. And it's the same for Hannah, you know. If she notices something's off, she's like, hey, Evan, let's sit down. Let's, or you know, I take can. take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Naps are really powerful. They're really powerful for, <laughs> for <us>. me. <laughs> but also, like, right, like, even if you don't have a life coach as a spouse, if you if you don't have an Evan, you can have an Evan in your brain, right? You can have your own back in your brain by saying, just like he did, hey, self, I'm not afraid of my emotions. Like, I'm not afraid of you. Go ahead. You can feel it. You can tell me whatever you need to tell me. Yeah, and that takes some practice, but yeah. that's a really, really powerful thing. I think so, too. Okay, so... Um, let's, I want to talk, I do want to talk a little bit about your work. Okay. And I think Hannah is nervous to talk about her work because being honest, this is something that she is still working on a lot. And that's why she wants to go work with a coach again this coming week. So I think that's really great. And I don't think that that's any reason to be, to not be able to talk about this on the podcast because... We don't just talk about the things that we have 100% figured out or else we wouldn't really talk about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like if we were already perfect, if we had to be perfect to talk about mindfulness, then who would be able to talk about it? Maybe Byron Katie. Maybe Byron Katie and (laughs) Eckhart Tolle. And other than that, like, but for most of us, we're just like learning. We just have to learn so much. Right. So, okay. But let's do, let's talk a little bit about your work and I mean, if you want to talk about something that has been hard, that's fine too. But what have you gained in your work um, with your colleagues? She's a dancer. She's a choreographer. She's a teacher. She's a director for um, dance companies. And, you know, rubbing shoulders with a lot of people. There's some stress with that. And tell us a little bit about it. 
So um, I grew up in a large family, and um, a lot of my family went to a university that's considered like more elite than the one that I ended up going to. And they did a lot of like AP classes. And so growing up, I kind of told myself the story that I wasn't as capable as some, as some of my siblings because I chose to go to dance class and I chose to teach it at the studio. And um, I ended up going to a university that um, had the dance program that I wanted, but wasn't considered as like elite as theirs was. So, I mean, I just have to jump in here because I mentioned Howard Gardner earlier and the, with the multiple intelligences. Like, isn't that funny that someone who's smart with their body could not possibly be as smart, smart as someone who's super smart at math? Oh, I'm just so over it. I'm so <laughs> over the, the fallacy that like the specific way. There's like only the way one way to be intelligent. the most important yeah. way to be smart. No, it's so true. And, and by the way, Hannah's actually good at math. <laughs> but we did a fifth grade math quiz for our date night last week. And I beat you. I got more did answers you? right. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> Evan likes to breeze through it. He doesn't want to take his time. It wasn't timed, but he decided in his own brain it was No, timed. I just get bored fast. So I just like <laughs> always take tests Rush fast. Rush through the story yes. problems. And I'm like, and it's like a story problem with like four people. And I'm like drawing the figures of the four people. And But hey. Anyway. Okay, sorry. So I interrupted you. You were talking about how you didn't feel like maybe as elite as some of your siblings. Yeah, and so it's been fascinating with my work that I I often tell I oftentimes tell myself this story that I am not as capable as so and so. So I'll just I'll I'll look at people that I admire and I'll like see them and I'll say, Oh, I'm just not this to them. Because I'm not just like them. Like you'll say, if only I were like had the same organization as this person, or if only I had the same, oh, even like the way that you speak or the tone of your voice, you've like all of these little yes. things, you're like, they have these things, so they're the whole package. And I have a different thing, so I'm garbage. Kind of. Yes, right, right. Um, thank you, Evan, for putting out my hard thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you're like the worst human being in the whole world, right? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but anyway, so growing up, I just I to often self, I oftentimes just told myself the story that I wasn't um, I wasn't enough of something, and it's kind of uh, interesting because I give this specific example of how much these stories are just lies, and we think that they're the truth, and I still struggle in my work life. Um, to realize that these stories aren't true. Um, even when I have like books and books of evidence and um, examples of when I have shown up or when I've actually done a really great job on a project, um, I still oftentimes tell myself the story that I'm not as capable. Um, but I like to tell this story because it kind of just shows these fallacies that I had. Um, so when um, I turned 16... I went to my parents and I was just like, okay, I'm ready to get my driver's license. Um, and I'd like to be able to drive a car, right? That's like the highest form of freedom you can have as a high schooler. And <laughs> I, um, so I, I approached them about that and 
it was just a constant like putting off like oh no like let's let's wait um and it actually ended up not being until I was a senior in high school and just imagine this right like after school I had to wait outside the high school for my parents to pick me up as a senior until I'd gotten my license and it was horrible remember like just being really embarrassed and the story I told myself was that my parents didn't think I was capable like they didn't think I was responsible enough they um, they didn't want me to endanger myself by putting me behind the wheel because I wasn't smart enough to um, to be safe to be able to avoid certain traffic issues or whatever or to have the responsibility of a car so I just was like okay well I'm just I'm not a responsible person well come to find out I, I find out the actual thing that had happened with my parents and why they'd waited so long when this was just like three or four years ago that I found, found this out. When one of my sisters told me like, Oh, you know why mom and dad waited to have you get your license. Right. And I was like, no, well, I mean, this is what I, this is what I think is why they didn't do it. And my sister was like, no, it's because you were at dance class so often that mom wanted to be able to drive you because that was the only time she really got to talk with you. Like, that's the only time she really saw you. And it's just like, I just think about the all of those years that I told myself these lies about my capabilities based on a story that was just a complete lie and wasn't even me, right? Right. It was like some other entity that was trying to get me to fail. <laughs> right. And it could be true. Like, what if your parents really did did think that you were unsafe? Or you could even go further and say, what if you really weren't capable? Like, what if they just, you know, what if they knew something about you that you didn't know? You know, all of these things could possibly be true. But it's also like when you when you really start being honest with yourself rather than mean trying to make it mean something about you like oh it means I'm a horrible person or it means I can never change or whatever you can start looking at it more honestly and say oh so what can I do to change what can I do to grow in this circumstance what can I do I'm to prove it to person. myself I'm still a smart capable person yeah but maybe I can be a little bit better at traffic stops and then definitely have room in your mind to say I could be wrong about this thing that I believe but we believe it for so long you know we really have to consciously say okay I've told myself this forever I have a lot of proof because I've been proving it to myself that my parents think I'm immature and and incapable but what if, what if I'm wrong about this story? Mm. That's really kind of a cool No, it's thing. so true. And I almost wish that I had just been like, you know what? This is the story I want to believe. So this is what I'm going to believe. Like, I'm going to believe that my mom just wanted to talk to me in the car. And that's why I didn't get my license. Well, that's right? a beautiful thing to believe. And then going forward into your career, because you kind of carried that license Throughout your college, driver's license sure. story in your brain, even into your professional career. And then you've kind of been able to turn it around. Like you said, you've found some proof to say, oh, I can do these projects. Oh, I have done some really hard things. Mm -hmm. I have, even, even if some of the other 
um, my other colleagues around me didn't necessarily believe in me, I proved it to myself that I could do this. And over time, not only doing the work, but also in your brain, kind of rewiring those stories. Yeah, if anything, I, th- I just feel like as artists, if we can rewire certain mistakes that we may make in our professional career to just be on the side of the brain that is loving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. grace-oriented towards ourselves, it c- it's a complete game changer. Like, I just think about, like, I, I mean, even talking about mindfulness and the shift that's happened for me in, in the workplace, um, uh, a, a two weeks ago, I missed a meeting that I was supposed to go to with an import with one of my high up colleagues and um and I was just feeling so terrible about it I we it was a super nice day and we I went up to my in-laws and we were apple picking and it was just so fun and I just like and I hadn't recognized that um this meeting was going to be happening that day and I just beat myself up and I was just like oh I'm like again I'm this incapable non-elite college person who went into a dance degree like this is it just meant that it attacked my intellectual abilities and then I had that switch I had that moment of pause I don't know if they have a a term for that Byron Katie or Eckhart Tolle do they have anything for the pause yeah well yeah I I think a lot of times people say like you kind of make space Mm, I like that so yeah, I just made space to be like, but what if it could be different? And in that moment, I decided to change my story. I decided to be like, you know what? We typically don't have this meeting. Like in the past, it's happened once or twice in the entire semester. And we just changed it this semester to be every week. So my brain wasn't used to having that every week. And... I think, you know what? I'll just show up from now on. Okay, I'll give myself permission. <laughs> like, oops, I made a mistake. I'll show up next week. And I'll show up the week after and the week after. I mean, because if you like really, really hate yourself for the mistake, then that means you can change it, the past, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Isn't that so funny how we think <laughs> that? Like, if I just hated myself more, I would change more. Yeah. If I just hated my body more, then I would work out more. Yeah. If I hated my voice, then I could be able to sing that high C. I just know I could. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the heck? Why do we do that? Why do we do that to ourselves? It's, and, I, and it's very, very hard for me to come to the point of loving myself. But that's been a, that's a journey that we're That's a journey of a lifetime, on, right? I yeah. think. But it is nice to, to know now that I'm starting to gain evidence that I will have my back. Because I'm like, oh, remember when you missed that meeting and you still loved yourself? Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and really, Hannah has started, when she looks back at her day, and in the past, I know Hannah a lot of the time would be like, I didn't get anything done, I was so lazy, blah, 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 blah. And I'd always be like, you were so lazy. Look at all these things that you did. And now when I come home or she comes home, cause we're both, obviously we kind of switch off. And, um, but like when we're talking in the evening, Hannah will say, look at the great things that I did today. Or like, she'll, she'll literally, I know this sounds so funny, but she'll raise her hand to give me a high five to be like, 
look at what I did today. Now give me a high five, you know, (laughs) and it sounds, you know, in a normal situation that might be like, oh, you're being conceited, but really it's so beautiful to have your own back. And, you know, that's what self-care feels like Mm -hmm. to get to the end of the day and look at the things that I did for myself. I'm so glad. I'm so proud of myself for having done that. Can I just tell you what life coaching has done for me? Even like just talking about what happened today. So our baby is sick and our two kids have been sick. And my mom of 10 kids has always said the hardest thing she ever had to do as a mom of 10 kids was take care of sick kids. (laughs) That was the hardest thing she did. And, and to be honest, last night was, It was horrible. (laughs) It was. It was just horrible. We were up pretty much. Well, Hannah was up even more than I was, but we were both up for most of the night. And there was just, we almost just started laughing halfway through the night. Like, what on earth are we doing? (laughs) I mean, it's the scariest thing when you've got a baby who's sick. I I just think that's the Mm -hmm. scariest thing. So anyway, we didn't get any sleep last night. I woke up early today because I had to meet with, um, I, I manage as an apartment manager. And so I had to meet with the tenant and I like had to get ready for that. And I just remember getting up and the baby is screaming again, of course. And then going throughout the whole day, it was just like survival mode. It kind of felt that way. It was just like, I was either taking care of a baby and I had two meetings I had to go through, go to via zoom while my kids were here and I was taking care of them. And I am like, I, I thrive in a clean environment and I like to get things done before Evan gets home from work. That's just me so that we can do dinner. And then I don't have to worry about things, um, after we put the kids down and we can just enjoy each other. But, um, today I just didn't get anything done. It was literally just surviving with these six, sick kids and Evan gets home and it was so crazy to just feel my emotions just be like, oh, the house is a mess. My husband just got home and I actually didn't make any dinner. Okay. Like that's like, I'm just going to accept this moment. Like there's no shoulds or shouldn'ts. Who is here to decide what I should have done or shouldn't <laughs> have done? I, like I decided that my priority was taking care of my kids and you know what? It's okay that we go and get some takeout. And it's okay that the house is a mess because I know that I will eventually clean the house. And I typically want to clean the house, but I'm just, I just didn't do it today. And, and you probably did do some cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but that I doesn't matter, but, but I, I just think that's funny. To. Right. Like, like it was okay and you loved yourself and you had your own back and that's like Yes. And also all just... that anyone should ever, you know, deserve from themselves in this life. And just accepting the present. <laughs> like yeah. this is my reality for the present. And I also for some reason I'm trying to think what the thought was that helped me today because I had I was so exhausted. I couldn't like you know, you could have told yourself, I could have told myself the story of like, I didn't get any sleep last night. The baby is just screaming while I'm on this meeting with these really important <laughs> colleagues. I'm literally nursing my baby while we are having this meeting <laughs> via Zoom. Um, and I I just was like, 
I don't need them to approve of anything that I do. Like my baby is my baby and they need to eat right now. So <laughs> I am going to feed my baby. Like I don't need it to mean anything. It's just so crazy. Like, I don't even know if that sounds crazy to anybody else. But it, my past thoughts, it would have been like, okay, I have to make sure that the, I'm bouncing the baby because I can't feed the baby while other people are on the on the meeting because then they'll feel uncomfortable. And shame on me for even having a baby. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and having boobs to feed my baby. And Yeah. So much. <laughs> so much we shame. We package so much shame in with these stories that we make up. Well, essentially. yes. And I've just made up stories for so many so so often and it's just so freeing to be in this motorboat and to just be like i'm driving this boat like you don't get to drive my boat and this is what needs to happen right now so i'm not gonna feel bad about that oh my gosh hannah we have so many more things we could talk about we didn't even like get to a fourth of the things that we thought we might talk about today (laughs) so I think that we need to have Hannah back and let me know if you agree with that. Um, But yeah, we're going to have to do this again. You're going to get all the comments. Please stop the woman from speaking. (laughs) And guess what? That's just fine. I'm totally fine with that. I'm driving my own boat. (laughs) Oh gosh, you guys. I just, I love coming to talk to you each week i love doing our coaching sessions and getting to know you in all of our interactions um i love getting to know you on instagram for those of you who follow us so make sure that you follow on instagram uh, twitter facebook and um let me know what you think about what we talked about today it has just been such a pleasure to chat with hannah and talk with you wherever you are around the world we we posted on instagram just a few days ago that we have listeners in over 50 countries oh, that's so which exciting. just blows my mind all six inhabited continents and um it's just so fun to be here with you so make sure you go out there and take care of yourself take care of your thoughts work to love yourself because you are so worth it take care of your voices your art the world really does need your art so stop waiting in the wings go out and take the stage in boca lupo thank you for listening to another episode of take the stage opera podcast we love hearing from you so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review it helps us to continue delivering quality material 